0: Episode 24 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about the game Corrosion. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about our first play of Corrosion. We'll discuss the game components, how the game is played, and what happened in our playthrough. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about the game Corrosion. I'm all set now.
1: So are you would you say that the the new shelves are your favorite acquisition of recent memory?
0: Yes, I think that's going to be talked about in a future episode. Oh I, I didn't mean to it's no no no, it's fine. everyone can know banter. everyone can know that I have new shelves but I think Adam and I are going to talk about um, collection curation there we already had one episode on that. I think we're gonna do another one um, and the shelves will be mentioned. but he was talking about how he wants to grow his collection one of the ways we've recently grown our collection is that I keep finding board games that I want to have. I mean... And one of those was Corrosion. No, you don't like that one? That that transition?
1: I mean, I thought it was fun. Uh, I, I, I just thought that the the thought of like, well, one of the games to grow your board game collection is to find board games you like. And it's sort of like, okay, well, I mean...
0: it uh, Sometimes too many of them show up at once, so I had to kind of cool the jets on that. Because what did I buy Corrosion... I bought it along with other games, I'm pretty sure. I honestly can't keep track. I mean, we Mm. you've gone Oh, you know what? Corrosion was from Moonshot. Moonshot game. So we were at a different local game store than usual and they had different games, which is kind of you know, we're just always at game preserve. That's our preferred one. There's a few other game stores here in the city, and I don't know if We have more or less than average. I don't know if maybe we have more than average, just with the presence of Gen Con over the last so many years. But there's Family Time Games, which is actually closer to us, but we go to that one far less often. Um, We've gone to Hitherto, which is out in Greenfield, technically sort of a different city, but a suburb of Indianapolis. And we've really liked that one. There's also Moonshot Games. They have one downtown. But they also have one out in Noblesville, which is another suburb kind of on the north side. So you were out there to meet up with um, some former co-workers, play a little magic.
1: I got beat at magic hard, hardcore by, mm-hmm. by an eight-year-old.
0: Well, but I think you were being... Considerate to the eight-year-old, and you're just there. You're new. I did
1: help him beat his dad.
0: Yeah, and you're new to it. It's to, not like you've been playing for a long time. It's the you're first newer. time I've ever played competitive Magic. Well, and you're newer to it than the eight-year-old even. Yeah, he so,
1: he was saying words that befuddled me.
0: Yeah, and there, like he did seem into it. So, Aaron was at the game shop to play. It was Friday night Magic, as as you do. And I uh went through the shelves rather meticulously, found some games. And then nearby is a, a brewery which had live music. It was fine. I didn't go for the live music. I found a table, and then I tried out the games that I just bought. A lot of them had one-player modes, including Corrosion. However, I did not pull that one out at the brewery because this is – some one-player games are like a one-player experience in like a table-for-one situation. Like you're, right. at a, you're somewhere, and you can just carve out actually a one one-person kind of radius to play this game. Corrosion, its you're going to take like a... Not a family-sized table, but it's definitely a table for two, if not four.
1: I mean, we played it on our table at home. It, it was... I mean, it, it took up a lot of space. Like, we had to definitely carefully place our items around to make sure that we could see everything.
0: There's not like a lot to read necessarily, but there are a lot of icons going around. So as you're... You see this one little board, which is like the central board. However, you stack um, cards and tiles above and below it. So once you get everything set up, like you do have to kind of, you do have to have a good amount of it's space. It's
1: sort of like you're playing Carcassonne against somebody who never wants a monata- monastery to score. Like you're just you're putting little bits and bobs and you're building out a tableau of things. But it's that's not, not like that at all. No. you know I'm really having a hard time getting into gear on this one.
0: Oh, that was better because there are gears. So in corrosion, you are managing a factory. That factory is a square with a circle rondelle kind of, not a spinner.
1: Rondel, she says.
0: Rondel is a it's a word that comes up in board games a lot. That sheepy time that I played recently. It's a Rondell game because you're going around a circle. So you have a square, and then on top of that, you have a circle that spins. It has four quadrants, so a quadrant for each side of your square. And it's numbered one, two, three, and then there's like an X X section. So um, in addition to that, Rondell, you have a hand of cards that all have lady engineers on them, completely generic it would be nice if they actually put real people in some way on them. They absolutely did not. They The people don't even need to be on the cards because really those cards have a number one to four that corresponds where you'll play them around your factory. It's almost like you're putting them to work. And then they have some action that they allow you to do. It might be collect gear or what have you. I don't actually pick up another um, pick up another engineer from the display. So be it. So when you play one of those cards, that circle in the middle that has the numbers on it, that determines what quadrant you place them outside of in your factory.
1: And that rotates Rondell style.
0: Right. So you'll, if you know, number one, you put it one, and it rotates in a way that if you have one... When you turn it and the X is pointing to where the one was before, you get to pick those cards back up. Right. So So there's
1: higher powered cards that you have to wait longer to get back into your hand as the mechanic.
0: Right. And there's nothing else that's really forcing you to turn that circle which I think is a little bit different. So you could put out one card and then be like, yeah, I'm going to turn the circle and I'm going to take that back with my next turn. It'd be a little weird. Probably wouldn't be very productive. But typically you want to play those th- level three cards, which is the highest that you start with, or level four cards, which you can get from the shared display in the middle, the shared tableau in the middle. But you have to wait longer to pick those back up. So in well, some Well, I games, think my game,
1: my playthrough... I set up an engine that basically it made very little sense for me to do anything but turn the wheel. But in the spirit of trying to understand the game in the first gameplay, I didn't just do that every turn. But I think it would have gone better for me had I done that.
0: Sure. And we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Oh, I'm sorry. I got out
1: out of order in the...
0: That's okay. That's okay. Only because we haven't actually... We're talking about the cards. Right. And the actions they give you. We're talking about turning. We haven't talked about any of the machines. And really, that's kind of the heart of the game the corrosion title is referring to the fact that if you make machines out of other metals they slowly corrode and they can't be useful for that long so you have uh one shot machines i think they call them and yeah i don't know what they call the other ones but you have two- uh, turning machines because you can use machines. them when you turn oh the, every time you turn, you
1: turn the, what's the word for it the rotodundra
0: ro- the, <laughs> the rotunda no rondelle
1: oh sorry the rondelle
0: yeah So uh, the one-shot machines, when you play them, they always get played into number three. So you have a little bit of time to actually build the machine. because you kind of claim it, but then you have to have the right resources to actually build it, which are different kinds of gears. When the X gets to that section, that machine will run. And it'll just give you, you know, like board games, it'll give you something when it runs. And then after it runs, you throw it away. There are turning machines that you also place in the in the 3 if you acquire them however every time you turn the rondel not just when the x is there you get to activate that machine so until it disappears until the x gets there and then it will in fact disappear for good there's manipulations really like... that maybe let you move things around if you happen to get those but... right Yes. I really liked the
1: thematic thing of not only those machines kind of having that like decay thing, mm-hmm. but anytime you would gain non-chrome resources. So there's like a chrome gear which is immune to decay. Yeah. But let's put that aside for now, which is by the way what you do with it in the game when you earn it. Yeah. The resources go onto your rondelle, Yep. And if you don't use the resources by the time the they get around to the X, you lose the resources. Yeah. Now, in reality, I don't think it's It's a cool thematic thing, but it doesn't really come into play that much because I didn't feel like I was ever close to... Because you can always just spend the resources from the low one. I didn't feel like I was ever in danger of wasting a resource.
0: That's true. They don't force you to spend them in some certain order. You can spend them however you'd like. Again, there's nothing external to the game or there's no other action by someone else that's going to force you to turn it either and force you to lose a gear. But... If you are not acquiring the right machines to put those gears to use, you might turn it because you need something else to happen. And it's like, yeah, there's there's a super small gear, there's a medium-sized gear, and then the chrome gear. So you might turn your rondelle, and you just don't have anything to do with a small gear. Like, right. you just don't have a place to put it, so maybe you will lose it. And maybe through some turn of actions, you got... Way more of those than you ever needed just because of the way things kind of lined up. Right. Yeah. Just like the machines that we mentioned, the one-shots and the turning machines, you also put the small and medium-sized gears that you acquire into that three section. So then as you turn it, they don't turn with it, so now those gears and everything are in section two. And then when you turn the wheel again, those gears and everything are in section one. And you can go... I mean, depending on how many cards you have in your hand, how many of those engineer cards, you can go a lot of turns without ever actually turning. You can take a lot of turns in the game without ever turning that wheel, which is kind of weird. So you can be setting up a whole lot for the future, maybe in a way that is somewhat unhelpful. So that's kind of the little mix of when am I ready to turn this so that I can start stacking things in another area is that going to give me enough time to complete the machines I've put in this area? So on and so forth.
1: Yeah, I think that there's maybe two or three different paths to victory.
0: Now, I know how much you like talking about victory and how you did in this game and, oh, and I didn't, everything. I didn't have victory in this game. However, we have still not talked about the oh, Steam we talk about... or that Chrome board.
1: Oh, let's talk about the Steam.
0: Well, the Steam is on the Chrome board. So oh. we'll go we'll ahead. we talk about and, them together. We'll do both. All right. So you actually have another player board. That holds another type of machine, and that is the chrome machine. Oh, I forgot
1: about the whole chrome machine bit. That was pretty fun.
0: Yeah. There's three different, like, shapes of chrome machines. There's three different slots for those to go in on your board. Then there's just like an auxiliary extra spot. And when you first acquire them, you don't have to put them in any spot. You can kind of put it off to the side of the board before you build it. You may want to do that because when you, you can only have one of each type. So when you cover up something, it's covered up, you don't get to take its action anymore. And all of those Chrome actions, you only do once you've had a full revolution of your rondelle. Cause you kind of have a starting space where the X starts. It's not until the X gets back to that space that you get to run those things. If you haven't built anything, that's fine. There's default things that you get that are not very good on that Chrome machine board. If during that revolution you've built other Chrome machines, you'll get to take their actions. Some of their actions are independent of that wheel anyway. Sometimes they're just like playing actions. On the side of that board is steam. That's the thing that's corroding the engines because this is very much set in a... It's not steampunk because there's not that kind of fantasy element to it. It's just regular old like the past.
1: So that was kind of fun like... You earned gears, but then you heated up steam. So you push water droplets to the hot side. Mm -hmm. And then once you've used, once you push the water droplets to the hot side, then you can use it. And by using it, you just cool it off and create steam. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So Thematically, like, A+. plus.
0: It does all tie together. You have water, you have these machine parts, you have gears. And then the chrome things are more expensive. They're harder to get. They don't run in the same way. That does all work. Even though it's a nice theme, the pieces are very nice. It is also, it's kind of a short rule book, but it is like, it's a lot. We keep saying what has been enough for it to be a game. And then we're like, wait, there's another thing to describe. Right? Yeah. When you go to acquire things from the main tableau, like the general tableau for all players, you have a board that has three slots and then there's like draw piles on the side and there's discard piles on the other side. And there are the engineers, there are the one-shot machines and the turning machines. Those are below it. And then above it, there are two rows of Chrome machines. And they're kind of like two different levels right. of Chrome machines. So that's what, three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen different things that are out there at any given time. So you and there's you can choose to take any of those if you play the correct engineer card that matches it. So there's a lot to choose from, like on your turn, there's a lot of options to do. And there's this little side mechanic or side mechanism of the game where you can copy someone else's action because Mm -hmm. you are in fact taking turns. This seems like the kind of game where you could all just be collectively taking a turn at the same time and then like doing whatever. But because you are picking from this center tableau, you do have this other option to copy people. There really are turns to the game. I don't know how... You can kind of take something that somebody needs because you do have those three of each type out there. Mm -hmm. There's a little gamesmanship there, and you can only copy actions if you have a higher numbered card. Those cards also have colors, so it has to be the same color and a higher number. There are some wilds. Yeah, I think in a a two-player game, it
1: only came into... I think I copied one of your actions one time.
0: And the other thing about that is I'm going to have to take a higher and, by and large, a better card... And then play it because I do. I do still play it. Right. I still have to play that higher, better card to do a lower action of on someone else's turn. So yes, you get this bonus action on someone else's turn, but you still have to waste a card for it. So you would have kind of had to acquire a higher card that then isn't super useful to you. So that was always a weird when thing. When they I have thought, like
1: those rainbow four plus cards that are higher and they don't have any other action other than you can to use do that to copy stuff. But
0: there's not like a lot of them.
1: No, and they're, it's expensive to get them.
0: Yeah, because you uh, pay a little more to get a card with a four on it than everything yeah. else.
1: But I, I I think in a multiplayer game... like Because you and I just had the suits we had. We didn't often have the card that we would even need to make the decision no. to do it in a no. two-player game. But I think in a more-player game, that would come more into play. Yeah, And there'd be more distance between your turns, so it would be even more advantageous.
0: Yeah, there, I think it would be interesting to see in a like four-player game. So now... On Board Game Geek, the community so far, which can only be so big. This is a pretty new game. um, Just released last year. Says it's best at 2. I don't know if that's just because the game gets probably painfully long the more people you have in it. Because at 2, it took us a long time to play this game. I think it could go faster once you really were familiar with everything. I think you really could be, like, running like a machine. Like, you could just know what you wanted to do. But that first time, I think we were a lot... I think we were a lot slower.
1: I wonder, now this is completely off topic, I wonder if new games are more often rated at best at two for like a pandemic effect.
0: Oh, just the exposure to be able to play it. Like there's not even higher play counts to evaluate it.
1: I could be making that up.
0: Seems like it might be a thought. We'll have to see what happens over the next few years. I've heard that we're moving into an endemic, which means that... It will be more like getting a cold or the flu, maybe more like the flu, a little worse than a cold, but it won't be a pandemic um, possibly for too much longer, which is exciting for yeah. board game meetups and the like. And you know, like the rest of the economy in the world, but also board game meetups, yeah. accurate data in board game geek. So we have only played this game once. I kind of played it solo by myself, but really more just to reinforce that I had learned the rules so now i'd like to go back to the solo mode to see like was i really doing it um you very early had this way and this is kind of the way the game works it's engine building in that sense that you had a way to get chrome gears and use chrome gears and get more chrome gears
1: yeah i basically had a thing where i would start to turn with one chrome gear i would consume that chrome gear to get some points and then i would be able to produce another chrome gear with the artifacts and that's where a tight loop i stopped doing it and honestly it was the low level chrome machines so i don't even know we can't go back and play it again but i think if i had just done that i think even though you beat me by 30 i think i would have won because i would have ended the game sooner because i would have been i would have the game ends when you run out of like special points and there's just certain events that give you special points so there's like a finite amount of time well you get one of those special points every time your rotodundra gets
0: all the way around. You're going to... Oh, it's a rondelle. I'm so sorry. You. I mean, you knew that, but rotu, rotunda is a word. You're not even saying another circle-based word. It'd be pretty fun if every time you were saying a different circle word. Well, I just made up a circle word. It was sort
1: of a roundabout way of doing things. Okay, see, you know what?
0: See, the roundabout, <laughs> that's better. Okay, so. Okay, anyways. But I would have ended
1: the game faster, and you scored a lot towards the end. So, I, you know... I think that's when I said there's, like, a couple ways to win. I'd be interested to see if, like, if I had gone whole hog on that instead of just trying to understand the other mechanics, if it would work. And I think if that would have worked, I'd kind of like it less because you can just grab those cards at the beginning and you're done. But, you know, also those cards weren't – it was kind of a fluke. I used two turning machines to get Chrome Gears early that we found out there were only, like, three of in the entire game, but I used both of them as turning machines early. So. You know, I think there's a lot in it, and I, I think it's definitely a game I want to play again and see if I can figure out ways to just get those gears
0: turning. You're Yeah, you're really doing it. So when you were getting those chrome gears early, I, you know, when you see three different gears and one of them is shiny, so even though this is cardboard pieces, I think there may be... um a collector's edition of the game or a maybe Kickstarter, I'm not sure, edition of the game that has like actual metal for the Chrome gears or maybe for more of them. Even, we just have the regular edition. So they're cardboard, but it's like has a shiny front on it. That's clearly the best gear. So you feel as though you need that gear to be able to execute this game. And there's Chrome gear machines that match it an entirely separate board to put those machines on. And I couldn't get a chrome gear for anything and when you buy those chrome machines you need at least one chrome gear you likely need more than that but
1: you ended up very successfully getting chrome machines by buying machines that you get them for no chrome
0: yeah there was uh there was some other machine that let you pick up a machine without paying for it so That I didn't, I still didn't have very many of those machines. I think overall, the game did go on longer because you were trying to do other things. There's a little bit of a, um, you would have had to still like, because we were talking about what if you just turned it every time, you would have still had to, yeah, I basically reset a little bit six turns.
1: So it would take me, no, sorry, five turns. So, yeah, I could turn it four times in a row, then I'd need to take a reset turn to grab more steam.
0: Yeah, because their steam was a part of it as well. But I
1: had enough steam producing cards that I could just keep turning it without having to stop. So I basically.
0: And that still is a fair amount of turns because even while you're doing that, like, I got to be doing something. Right. So even if you had been doing that every turn, I don't like it, still would have taken a long time to take all the points because it just. There is this, which, you know, one more thing we hadn't mentioned yet your player count determines how many victory points basically right you put into a pool and then when all the when it's down to three victory points left i think three of the
1: special victory,
0: and it was around 20 ish that you had for two players um when there's three of those victory points tokens left then that's the end of the game so it still would have taken a good number of turns if that was all you were doing to get that done and now that we can fast forward to the future and see that I did, in fact, win by a good margin. With maybe it almost would have no been Chrome. with almost no Chrome. Maybe it still would have been very close. Now, I said to Aaron while we played the game, um because he felt like he was not earning enough points. Well, you know what? It turns out he was right. However, in every game, Aaron feels like he's not earning enough points and then will tell me that I've won the game. I mean, we're early. Early in the game, he'll be like, "Oh, I'm just not winning. You've won the game." I think we've talked about it on other podcast episodes as well. Adam and I refer to it as kick the puppy because he will give you he has big, beautiful blue eyes. And he'll look at you so sad and say like, oh, I'm not even going to win. Oh, and it's so sad. And then you start to feel sorry for him. And then he beats you by a good number of points. So I was being very defensive about like, no, I need to make, I need to score all of these points because I always think that I have one and you tell me I have one. And then out of nowhere, actually I lost by 15, even being told I was going to win the whole time. So like, you can't You can't relax. You can't rest. You just got to stay peak. So this is one of the few times, ultimately, that this has happened where you said, oh, you're definitely going to win. And then I was like, I don't believe you. And then actually did, in fact, win by a lot.
1: I I feel like this could be the beginning of the corrosion of the kick the puppy image.
0: Ooh, you it's a pretty shiny machine. (laughs) It's going to take it's going to take a lot of wear to get that. I think I think that might be chrome you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what happened in our playthrough, And I think what I ended up doing was just getting enough resources in. Like I ended up getting enough resources in to use a lot of the smaller, because I wasn't picking up a lot of engineers. I was using a lot of the smaller machines to just get points. I used
1: almost no special machines. And I think that was the difference.
0: Oh, and I, I... Like the
1: one-shot machines? Oh. I think I used one one-shot machine. I
0: used so many. Yeah. Because those machines don't take... I don't know that any of them do. Maybe. I think some of
1: them have a cost, but...
0: I don't know that they have chrome as a cost. No. Um, Sometimes it's steam. Sometimes you do have to use steam. But I didn't have a lot of spare little baby gears. Like, I had
1: as hard a time producing baby oh, gears and as I just... had a time producing oh, chrome.
0: Oh, it's all, it's all I had. I had a kingdom full of rust, and I built an empire.
1: And, like... The engine was to do with Chrome machines. So I could have built up a bunch of Chrome with it. Yeah. But then I would have had to give... the When you build a new Chrome machine, you like... You had to cover you it outdate up. Outdate your old one. So then I would lose the ability right. to do that. So then it was disincentivized. It was a weird game. I want to play it again.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what we will find out through more plays. How much of it is kind of the shuffle and how much sort of settles out to be roughly the same every time you play. You do start the same hand of starting cards they're a little bit asymmetric but functionally they're not they're kind of different colors different numbers but you have like the same same thing you you have the
1: same initial powers the numbers are the numbers vary though
0: and trying it with again i think it would take a long i think the best way for us to try it with more people would be for us to play it a couple more times on our own and then bring in either adam or jason because i think otherwise if we're still new and you have a new person The playing time is stated as 60 minutes to 120. We absolutely played it for more than two hours.
1: Well, I mean, I was playing with you, so it just felt like a few minutes.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, you got to earn those points. Um, It was was a long time. And the weight is listed at 3.18 out of 5 complexity, which is like, for board game geek, like nobody, I don't know, they're not really doing 5s. So 3.18 is really tipping closer to the heavy end of anything functionally heavy. I think Things usually top out around four, maybe four and a half. Yeah,
1: it didn't feel heavy to me.
0: Well, but you think about when after you read the rules, you were like, oh, I don't right. know if I really got that." But
1: it plays, it plays, it, it, it. The rules read heavier than the game plays. Like once you get into and they're
0: it, not, it's fine. they're not very long. Yeah, once you get into it, you're, you know, the gears do start turning. I think, and it kind of, it makes sense. I think sometimes games are hard to explain where like everything is kind of connected because it's hard to figure out where do you start explaining them. Because right. you kind of need to know everything. You're going to end up back where you started. And I think this is one of those games that once it's all moving because I didn't really get the steam thing at first. Just like you're heating it up, you're cooling it down and you, you just keep more or less the same amount of steam the whole game unlike these other resources where you actually spin well, them this, out
1: the same amount of water particles that you can heat up yes and cool yes down. yes
0: the same amount of water particles this is the same correction you gave me when i was trying to just under- understand the game you know what i'm talking about you get the same amount there are the same tokens on that part of your board that are moving up and down yes and that in comparison to these other things that i'm spinning out like i just didn't really get how those two like systems were going to interact but yeah, I, I think a lot of times with games that have a higher complexity, I think that when you get playing them, I think they often make more sense than some of the lower complexity games. I always like when there's a very streamlined game, but I think that some of that complexity comes from building a more full, like platform for what is going on spoiler alert okay this yeah. is
1: this is just pre this is a uh this is foreshadowing our our upcoming episode on how kelly hates sheepy time
0: oh i don't know that we'll have an episode on sheepy time but i did not it i'm it's gotta be like a it's gotta be a very low complexity rating and there are low complexity games that i like i just we don't need a whole episode i just think it should have been a dice game that's it there it is there it is I, I And I, we have a lot of AEG games, too. Like, yeah. they, they kind of do a thing. I think that just should have been a dice game. There's no dice in Corrosion. There's no
1: dice in Corrosion. There's
0: no, there's not that kind of randomness. And, you know, you can kind of be keeping an eye on other people's machines, the cards they have out. Because as you're turning that rondelle, if you, you can kind of do a thing where you're stacking a bunch of your cards all at the same number. Like, if you play out all your threes, then turn your rondelle and play out all your twos turn your rondelle play out all your ones you would get all of your cards back on yeah one, one turn of the rondelle that's kind um, of how i played it yeah it, otherwise if you're kind of playing them here and there and then turning them you don't because you have all of your cards in your hand this isn't a situation where you have to draw up right. a, like a hand of cards from your deck you have them all in your hand so you could be stacking them all in one spot to use them all and get them all back or i feel like i got into a good groove which now like I feel like I just kind of flow-stated into it of understanding like, okay, I can put this out here and pick this up and then this will go here. Because there were certain cards that I had. I had a card that let me pick back up a card. Oh. And so I was like, and I think that was maybe a two. So I would like play a three, pick back up a two, and then put that back down. I was not and paying attention. Having, That's
1: why you won. That's pretty legit.
0: I barely knew what I was doing in maybe, again, a flow-state kind of way where it's yeah. just like... Getting
1: those three cards back that's that's pretty money if you guys play try to do what kelly did
0: and that just that was one of the engineer cards and that's where i don't think it's always good and i think this is the thing i think you get a bad shuffle of those cards and maybe if no one that you play with finds a synergy like finds kind of a something coming together i think this would be a pretty bad experience
1: grinding to a halt
0: yeah i think that's. i think it would literally feel like running this machine and you don't even like it. And like I think it would feel like this is the worst factory job I've ever had. I want to burn this place down.
1: Well, as that being said, and maybe that's true, definitely I want to play it again. I want to learn to play it better.
0: Thank you so much for listening to episode 24. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Twitch at Variant Hex, We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. Have you played Corrosion? If you haven't, does it sound like something you'd like to try? Let us know on any of the platforms I've just mentioned. The next episode will be Adam and myself talking about our board game collection curation goals for 2022, unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you'll hear Adam and myself discussing our favorite games to play on Board Game Arena. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.